This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 198. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're in audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Welcome back to another episode of the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hood. And again, I'm joined here with my substitute co-host, Mr. No Energy, drowsy, kind of poopy feeling, I guess. I don't know. Mark Eckert. Is that the best intro ever? That's right. The slowest, the shittiest, the most tired <laughs> you will ever see Mark Eckert here in the flash. What's happening, baby? Oh, man. It's so funny because we're... The topic today's episode is around this sort of hilarious like dichotomy between how I feel right now and how Mark feels right now. I'm cutting you off, okay? Because this is how it really happened. Brian hit me up and he's like, hey man, let's do a podcast. He's like, I got all these great ideas. It's going to be great. It's going to help the whole community. It's going to be amazing. Then I showed up. I was in a trash mood and Brian was like, dude, we should talk about how you're in a trash mood and how I'm in a great mood. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even remotely how it happened, just for the record. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, like I just got back from vacation two weeks in Cancun. I talked about it on last week's episode, just on the intro of it. And then you're like, when was the last time you went on a vacation? Mark? I mean, it's, it's been a couple months for sure. Oh, like it's maybe six months. I, I was going to say a couple, like no one here, like everyone's playing the world's tiniest violin for your, it's been a couple months in my life. No, but well, here's the thing. Wait a second. It's probably like six to eight months. The problem is, is that yes, I did take time off from work, but where did I go? I, was like on a trip because I had to do something related to an extreme amount of work or I was visiting my parents and everybody knows that's not a vacation. No, okay, so answer me. When was the last time you actually took a vacation? Which by the way, for anyone listening right now, the topic of today is sort of kind of around the burnout conversation, losing creativity, not feeling motivated. So that's kind of the the like framework here, but we're not saying the only solution is vacation. So that let me just get that out of the way right now. But when was the last time you actually took a real vacation? I think it was New York in September. Yeah, New York in September. No one on earth would think New York is a vacation, Mark. Oh, dude, no, it's, that's where I get the most inspired. I'm so stoked. I, lo- I love oh. being in the city. Yeah, I'll be there uh, later this month, which is actually when me and my wife are going up there to see a few Broadway plays. Funny Girl and uh, what's the other big one uh, with uh, Hamilton or something? Yeah. Cars? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cars, yes. <laughs> uh, going to see Howl's Moving Castle. No. <laughs> so that was your vacation. So, okay. So all that to say, Mark has been through a lot of stuff and you've been doing a lot since then. And you just went through like a home renovation, re- home renovation, which is like a whole shit show of things. That's probably a big part of it. And like, you sent me a photo of your studio. Like, again, you are at your assistant's house right now with that stupid cat behind you still. That's not your cat. Thankfully, it's not your cat. And you're taking over his apartment to do this podcast because you're your quote home studio is still in shambles right now. So you can't even do anything. Yeah. I mean, like there's just so much going on. So it's my wife and I, the idea of us like being able to sleep a lot, is just not a thing. Cause like every weekend also she started uh, this awesome vintage business. Hey, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. She almost sold out at vintage Charlotte. It's like this huge, I don't know, thing where, you know, thousands of people show up and they just all buy vintage. Yeah. She almost sold out. She's killing it. But she was prepping for that. We just didn't like have any time off. And then renovation, we visited my parents. And then, you know, I've just been building my business. It's just been, it's been a lot. It's been crazy, man. 
Well, let's actually get into the episode because this was this whole conversation was spurred by uh, one of the conversations in our Facebook community, which you can get to by going to sixfigurecreative.com slash community. And I'm just going to read the post word for word. This is from one of our community members, Christopher. He says, lately, I've been struggling with this and I was wondering if anyone had any ideas or suggestions to overcome this. I've been working with a couple of clients over these last few months and it's a lot of creative brain work and it's been super fun, but it's also extremely mentally exhausting and almost fatigueish with a hint of wanting to take a nap mid-session, and it makes the day drag and makes me not as productive. I've been heavy on coffee vibes as a Band-Aid, always a good Band-Aid, by the way, but it doesn't last and causes me to want to crash later on, which is the, the negative of too much coffee. And then he, he kind of finishes off the post with just talking about how one of the things that has helped him is bringing more friends or collaborators into his studio to help him out. So I think that's that's, that's just kind of where he ends off there. But this is uh, this is something that that, hit home, close home to me for, cause I've been through this exact thing and same for you, Mark, cause you're in the exact same situation right now. Stop talking about it. It's triggering. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> okay. So for, for my background, my background for anyone who doesn't know is in music production. And, and when I used to be producing bands full time in the studio for like 12 hour days, it can get intense. Like you're trying to use your creative right brain in a way that completely drains you. And you have to be performing at a high level for many, many hours at a time. And while you can do that in short spurts, if you try to do that for a long period of time, I don't think there's any way on earth not to get drained by this. You may disagree, but. No, I completely agree. I think something that you're not even mentioning is like there's clients that are A plus clients and then there's clients where I'm making rent, you know, and the making rent clients are going to be a lot more exhausting. They're going to be a lot more needy. To be completely honest, like that's never really going to change. You're always going to have clients that are going to be easy and you're always going to have clients that require a little bit more attention. So. If you have clients and you just keep getting hit with the more attention hitting clients, yeah, you're just going to, you're going to burn out if you're not passionate about the work or whatever. It's like, dude, you're not going to, you're not going to leave that day feeling nourished creatively. Yeah. But I still, cause I, I specifically remember instances where like middle of the day I was miserable. I wanted to take a nap and I didn't want to work. Like there were long stretches of time where I remember putting in the hours, like, cause Cause I'm telling you there were years where I was just straight up hustling the kind of lifestyle that I do not condone. Now these days I was just hustling. I was putting in the work and I was exhausted. So like I have felt what he is feeling and it doesn't matter. It didn't matter to me at least whether it was a client that I loved or a client that was just bill paying work. Cause again, like no matter what level you're at, like, I wouldn't say no matter what level you're at, most people will continuously have to do some amount of bill paying work in their careers. Even the best people are tempted with the bill paying work when those people are willing to pay a premium rate to work with the best of the best. So like some of the, some of the higher end freelancers or or in my background, music producers will still work with like bands. They don't really love because they will pay their, like, you know, that high rate where you're just trying to tell someone to go away. You know, here's a triple, triple my rate just to get you to go away and people still pay it. And so that's bill paying work. Even if you're at a high level, you'll still do this stuff. So I just wanted to, to, to kind of say that, but we, we were having a conversation before this episode, Mark, that I think is, is interesting and pertinent is, when you're in this engineering mode, I'm sorry, when you're in this technician mode, audio engineering, producing, like that's my background, anyone else in any other field, there's, there's still this in your world, but you get to this technician mode where it's less about creativity and more about specifics. How would you, you word it, Mark? I'd say, I mean, the way that I kind of refer to technician roles or technical roles is it's the focus on the craft. It's not focused on building of more of it. I think the best way to kind of explain it is like, you just want to build more as opposed to just focusing on step by step by step. It's just exhausting. 
So, but some people love technician roles. Like, you know, if all you do is just play guitar and you just like are, you know, focusing on riffs and like weird shit all the time, I don't play guitar, but that's a technician role. Well, I want to say this, like, again, I was very technician back in those days. And that's why I was willing to just sit in a cave and do this work. It was very draining. It was usually rewarding in some capacity or else I wouldn't have kept doing it, but it was, it wasn't a healthy place. And over the years I've shifted, and this goes back to the book, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. He has the entrepreneur, there's three types of business owners, the technician and the manager. And very few people are all three, but you need all three in order to succeed. And I was very much the technician. I was a little bit the entrepreneur and not at all the manager. I've always, that's always been my weakest of the three. But as I've grown and, and shifted things, I've gone more and more to become the entrepreneur. And when you're the entrepreneur, the reason things get better for you and you tend to, and Mark's, in Mark's case, maybe not so much, you tend to burn out a little less is because you get better at understanding what burns you out, what drains you and what fills you back up. And so for anyone here that's sitting here struggling, wondering why they want to take a nap at, at two o'clock every day. And it's not because of their diet. It's not because of exercise. It's not because their coffee is a coffee crash. It's, it's because they know they're drained creatively or mentally. It might be, take, it might be a time to maybe read E-Myth Revisited first, but also tap into that entrepreneur self because the entrepreneur tends to look at the big picture. That's the biggest difference between the entrepreneur and the technician. Technician is in the weeds, in the thick of it, doing the little tiny little steps that have to get done, the little technical things. And by the way, not all technician work is non-creative. A lot of creative work is technician type work. So don't think that just because you're a, I'm a creative that you never do technical work and that you're not the technician. Some of the most creative people I know are trapped in the technician's world and they never get out of it because they never zoom out as the entrepreneur to look top down at their business to see that I need to change something in my business. So some advice that I would give people, a place to start at least, is if you've created a business that drains you, it might be time to look at the policies that you have created in your business that allow those things to drain you. So one of those examples, and, and, and I, I've talked about this extensively in past episodes, but one of those things that I realized was interacting with the artists in the studio for me drain me. I am actually more introverted than I am extroverted. I don't get energized by people. I get drained by people. So what I did was I said, I'm no longer going to service clients in the studio. I'm not going to work with them. I will work with them remotely and offer other services that I can do remotely so that I never really have to be face-to-face. Now there's some negatives with that. We don't have to get into that, but that helped me on the, during that season of my life, transition to a healthier, better place. And it started with me being the entrepreneur looking at my business objectively And we even talked about it recently on the 8020 episode, Mark, the last one you and I did, where I made those shifts by looking at my numbers. And that was kind of that transition there. For me, I was kind of in the opposite thing where I'm extremely extroverted. And if I notice that I'm alone all the time and I'm just behind my computer, like, you know, emailing and you know, what's funny too is like, yeah, you being a technician or a manager or entrepreneur in E-Myth, it's not a hundred percent any of those. No, it's not black or white. That's, that's huge. It is not, it's never black or white. And for those of you familiar with the Enneagram, if you are an Enneagram, I think it's one or two, I can't remember one of those two. No, it's Enneagram one. They're very much black or white thinkers. So it's like, I will either always be around people or I will never be around people. And I think we all learned like, no matter how introverted you are and how, how much people drain you, I think we all saw 2020, 2021 being isolated is good for nobody. <laughs> so like there still needs to be some balance there. Yeah. So, I mean, the, I think the main thing is kind of being self-aware of like, what mode am I currently in and where can I counterbalance? So I noticed like the past, I don't know, six or eight months, there was a certain 
you know, I, I had a really, really focused like entrepreneur thinking on the business and it wasn't even necessarily building necessarily. It was about like the long term. Okay. What, what are we, what am I doing here? Like, what is the actual goal here? And I was in that mode for so long as soon as, you know, I kind of needed some counterbalance. So it's like, if I just made music that day and that's all I was doing, holy shit, it would feed me so much. But if I was only doing technician work for eight months straight, like this guy in that Facebook post, if that's all he's doing, then yeah, he needs to be doing, he needs to be reminded of what the big picture is probably, you know? So I, I think kind of counterbalancing that is, is what makes sense. And that's why a lot of people will go on vacations or they'll invest into themselves for something, but you always kind of need to play counterbalance in order to not, you know, it's never going to be set. You're always just going to be balancing. Yeah. So to go back to Christopher's post, just to kind of give him some advice that anyone can kind of take uh, and apply to themselves. My advice would be figure out how much creative juice you actually have to give people. Because once you go past that, once you've, cre- once you've drained your creative juices, you don't have anything left to give. Like at that point, you're running on empty. That's why you want to take a nap. That's why you're crashing. That's why no matter what you seem to do, you have nothing left to give. And, and maybe I'm being a little dramatic here, but like, I think anyone can relate to that. So instead of just putting a hard line, when I was talking about boundaries earlier, instead of putting a hard line like I did and said, I am never producing a band again, which by the way, I haven't. I am only mixing and mastering bands from this point on. Like instead of shifting your business in dramatic fashion, which again, I still wasn't in the healthiest place then to make decisions. I was just making my baby steps towards nurturing my entrepreneur side and learning how to make better decisions and learning what the negatives and pros and cons are of making these drastic left or right, black or white decisions. Instead, Christopher specifically can find ways to space up his work so that he is able to work on some type of work part of the day and other types of work another part of the day or days on and off or just just basically it's basically understanding how to pace yourself. Some people can run a full marathon. I can't. So if you can run a full marathon, go for it. Do that. But I don't know many people that can run a marathon every day. It's about knowing what your your limits are in a short amount of time, so a marathon. And over a long amount of time, so like a month or two months or a year, how many marathons can you run in a year? Look at it from the creative perspective. If I can only run three miles, which is about where I'll, I'll tap out at right now, <laughs> then I know I can do short amounts of stuff, but I could do that every day. And, and it wouldn't kill me either. There's a popular story that, that kind of ties in with this. And I'm going to butcher this. It's fine. Of I think it's the 100 mile, or no, it's the 50 mile march, something like that. So there were some pioneers back in the day trying to finally make it to the South Pole for the first time. And there were two groups going after the South Pole. You have to make it there and make it back. People had made it there, but they died on the way back. So, because this is back before you had like wonderful companies like the North Face. I'm joking. That's probably not what I wear to the North Pole or South Pole. But they had, they had like limited gear. They had limited visibility. So what the two groups did, the one that actually won this competition, instead of clear days going 100 miles, and snowy days sitting still, what they, the other group did that actually won is they did uh, a certain amount of miles every single day. It was a, a relatively low amount, like let's call it 20 miles. I don't remember how many it was, but 20 miles a day, rain or shine, good weather or bad weather, no matter what, 20 miles a day. So on good days, beautiful, clear days that did 20 miles on awful snowy blizzard days, they did 20 miles and they kept up a really good, consistent pace. And, and not only did they get there and back, they did it faster than they thought they would. So I think we can all take from that story that I somewhat butchered and apply it to our businesses to find out what is our 20 mile march or 50 mile march? What can we do that's a a consistent amount of creative work every day so that we're not burnt out, 
that we're still able to stay sharp with our skills, that we're able to still make money and serve our clients. And then the times where we're not doing those, what I'd consider like deep creative juice draining work, then find place, find other types of work that you can still make money from that's not as draining. And I think most people in most services have some sort of work that is those two things. One is really draining, high creativity work. And some is just like technical work. That's like, I can do my spare time and I don't have to have face-to-face clients or whatever that balance needs to be for you. To add to that, this is actually a funny story. So a couple of years before this, this was like pre-COVID. God, those were, those are the good days. Oh, bro. When you could just like spit on people and sneeze (laughs) everywhere. Oh, dude. Anyways. um, But I went, I went to the Y with one of my buddies you know, he's showing me the ropes. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I've done like MMA and like boxing and Krav, but like I've, I'd never really did weightlifting before that. You look like it. Oh, thanks bro. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly you don't need a great bod for MMA. Anyways, I didn't say I was good at it, but I never did weightlifting. And you know, he was showing me the ropes and we see this guy near us granted definitely on steroids, but you know, he's just skin was like just blood was just coming out of his skin. He just, he was definitely on roids, but we, he was absolutely ripped. And then he just, we were talking to him, you know, he's been working out for like 20 something years or 30 something years. He's an older guy. And he just says he doesn't have big weights either. Like he doesn't have like massive weights with him, but he was like, you know, listen, I am, you know, he admitted to us that he was definitely on steroids, but he was like, I've been working out for like, you know, years straight every single day. And it doesn't take much weight. Like he had like, I don't know, 35 pounds or, you know, whatever the, what the, what the <laughs> dumbbells, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so good, Mark. <laughs> Anyways. What are those like, things called? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking gorgeous, dude. Anyways, he was like, yeah, it doesn't take much weight. I just show up all day. But if you look at it, the cumulative amount of weight that I've lifted over these many years is more than someone who's just doing a shit ton of weight once every couple of days, you know, it's just, it's the long game. And then not only that, I, I have minor back issues. And so occasionally if I'm doing heavier weights, like if we're doing like heavy squats, I might throw my back out, like it's happened a couple of times in my workout career. So like, as I get older, that will probably only get worse. So you also have to look at the long, the long game. Cause like the reason he's able to get to the size other than the, the, ju- the creative juice he's taking, he has a different kind of creative juice other than <laughs> the juices he's taking, he's able to get to the size that he's at and maintain the size that he's at at his age because he doesn't overdo it. He knows his limitations and he does the long game versus the like the the pain game that a lot of us do. <laughs> whether it's the whether it's in the gym or whether it's in our businesses, like a lot of us we're like masochists. We show up to work and we are like I'm going to hustle hustle grind. I just listened to Gary Vee <laughs> and I'm going to put a 30 hour in today. <laughs> Well, it's like you look at, I don't know, everybody's got a sad fucking friend who sells insurance. Um, anyways, but <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is like you look at them and they're, they're going all in, right? Cause if they make one sale, they make a shitload of money. But if they're on like, you know, sleaze patrol all the time, they're trying to get every sale they can. They maybe last a year and a half, two years, and then they, they just can't do it anymore. They made a shitload of money. But they were like, I'm fucking miserable. Everybody hates me. I feel like I sold Amway, you know, and like <laughs> then they, you know, then they leave 
And then what happens? They're so burnt out that they spend all of that money because they can't get another job because they just couldn't give a shit. They get a Coke habit because that's the only way they could have maintained that a volume of sales is just be stoked about life insurance. And then, you know, the money goes away and then they have to get another job. So it's like, stop focusing and doing these big spurts and just focus on that marathon. Yeah. So Christopher, our community member, that's the future you have to look forward to if you don't <laughs> figure this out. <laughs> yep. Coke addict Coked selling out. life insurance. Oh my gosh. Rock and roll, baby. Well, this, bring, this brings us to physical health. And I think that's extremely important. I would imagine that you agree. Like, I mean, you have been having a great like workout routine since, I don't know, the past couple of years. So this, there's, this goes back to... Um, you as a freelancer, there's no separation between you as a human being and you as a freelancer. Your personal life will carry over to your, your business. Your business will carry to your personal life. Your personal health will carry over to all, all of these things. So like, again, the better you are mentally, the better you are physically, the better you are in your relationships, then the better you'll be with the business. Most people I know that continuously struggle in their business has some sort of, going back to the phrase we used in past episodes, dirty fuel. They have some other dirty fuel in their life that is causing the problems in their business. It could be that their marriage is in shambles. It could be that they have trauma that is undealt with. And so they have mental issues. It could be that they are, they have not left their home in the last three years and they've put on 30 pounds and all they eat is like Uber Eats. It could be all of those things. And so for you to think that I'm just going to go take the six-figure creative podcast advice and my business is going to be transformed because I go do all the things that they say to do, you're, you're fooling yourself. Like It takes all of these things. There is no mindset that you can gain that outperforms your biology. <laughs> you know, If you're a sad sack of shit and you don't move all day, any Tony Robbins pick-me-up is not going to make you more money. It's just like you need to make sure that you are focusing on yourself. And I'm, I'm guilty of this. Like all of my friends, even my team, Shira, my wife, everyone knows that like my self-care routine is either like, oh, wow, he's got, he's got a good thing going. It's going great. And then, oh, God, like, <laughs> I got like two weeks I haven't worked out and I've just been eating pasta, you know? So I, I could get a lot better at that. I think people try to say they're perfect, but like nobody is. Everybody's going to go through that. No. So it's, it's again, I don't want this to be a black and white thing either. I know people that they put all their focus into their, their fitness and the rest of their life is in shambles. I know people that put all their focus in relationships, but their health is bad and they get, they gain a bunch of weight and then they, they feel bad about it. And that hurts them mentally because they lose their self-confidence and that affects their business. So like there's, there's no, like, I would never say go all in, in one of these areas. It is a balance. And as, as human beings, there is no way that we can properly maintain a perfect balance or a perfect relationship in all of these different areas of our life. We cannot have a perfect relationship with our spouse and a perfect body and a perfect business and a perfect mind all at once. Like not only will we never have a perfect any of those things, we won't even have a great any of those things all at the same time. So go back to episode 188 that we did back in February. We talked about the four personal bottlenecks holding your business back from earning six figures. One of these four areas that I just talked about is the core issue in your life that's holding your business back. And go back to that episode if you want to go into a deep dive of this, but we're never going to have a perfect balance and we have to be okay with that. So it's up to us, like Mark, when you know your fitness is bad, you start to work on that. It will eventually fall off. 
that is okay. We don't have to be perfect. And, and I think the sooner we, we relinquish the fact that we need to be perfect in all areas, the sooner we will have a better, a better mental state. Because I know people that beat themselves up because they let something fall through, whether they forgot to fall up with that friend, they let somebody down, or they didn't go to the gym, or they stopped going to do this thing they committed to. They beat themselves up. And so not only are they losing out on their fitness or their relationships or their business or their health or whatever, they're also beating themselves up mentally. So they're, they're hurting themselves twice because they can't just accept anything less than perfection. So this, this is not everybody, like not everyone struggles this way, but a lot of people that are black and white thinkers struggle with this sort of thing. And this all goes back to the original problem that Christopher is having in our post where you are struggling creatively and you're getting drained. A lot of times you have to look to the other areas of your life as well as your business itself to find the answers. Cause again, as freelancers, there is no difference between us and our businesses. <laughs> Yeah, if you're not operating well, then your business isn't operating well. So that's that's kind of uh, a hard thing. It's like you are the machine behind the factory that is you, which you are the product. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta you gotta maintain. Say that one more time. I don't know if I followed that. I'm burnt out and I can't think. So I don't know if I can do that. Rewind ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was saying it's like you're your product, so you have to. If you're the factory behind your product and that's what you're selling like machines break workers don't show up like you you need to maintain yourself to make sure your factory is running i mean again like i i just love the phrase dirty fuel i'm gonna tell a story right now that is ridiculous but my wife was working with somebody and she left that job and she gave them a month's notice i think she did her duties to the best of her ability and that person did not want her to leave this job. So what this person did was at the sometime during the day while she's working, they decided to put water into her gas tank. And what that what? did, yep, what that did was on her way home, her car broke down. This is before we were married, by the way, or else this would have ended very poorly for that person. Uh, her car broke down on the way home. She had to bring it to the shop and the reason this happened is because one of the things that they had offered her to stay on more than just more pay was a car. So I'm not going to go into the details, anything past this. That's why I kind of kept the story vague, but all that to say, when the fuel was dirty, the car no longer ran. So if we look at, I love that I'm just leaving everyone on a, on a cliffhanger. Mark's going to be like, give me more details after this. Dude, we got to throw dog shit at, their, at this company. Come on, bro. I'll, sh- I'll drive out to Nashville. We'll just like go to a dog park, pick it all up. Well, I'll call you later. We'll get it. We'll get it figured out. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll burn it to the ground. All right, so all this to say, like, as creatives, we have inputs coming in in all areas of our life: relational inputs, physical inputs, emotional inputs, inputs for education. Like this podcast is an input for you, but there's also, and, and a lot of the inputs that we receive are good. But it, does, it only takes one source of dirty fuel to wreck us if it's dirty enough. Like we can have a great business, we can have great relationships, but if we are consuming some sort of like awful information out there that's poisoning you, it can, it can permeate through all areas of your life. It can, it can ruin relationships. We see this like, man, we saw this in the political, like back in 2020 when like politics were at an all time high around the election cycle. What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. There was so much dirty fuel going into so many minds just around that, that we saw all sorts of crazy shit happening. And there were relationships ruined because uh, people were doing crazy stuff. Like, and that's just one example. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I, I hate politics. So I'm just gonna throw that one under the bus. Dude, I love politics. 
but that's why we have to be so, so careful about what sort of inputs we put into ourselves. What do we allow into our brains? What do we allow into our bodies? What people do we allow into our lives? Because every single one of these things are inputs and they're going to give you the outputs that could maybe be what you don't want to happen. It could be burnout. It could be bombs going off in your life, metaphorically, of course. Yeah. I mean, like, so that's kind of what I was talking about with before our call, I was telling Brian, I was like, dude, my dream. I think we actually talked about this on a podcast before about being a producer over a consumer. And I was saying to Brian, I was like, my goal is for me to never log in to social media, but I'm all over it every single day. Like I'm getting, I have a bunch of posts, like 10 posts a day, but I never log in. That's the system I'm trying to build out right now. <laughs> That'd be the Grant Cardone effect. The Grant Cardone effect, he has a, has a million followers on every platform. The man does not, ever create the posts so he has a whole team doing that stuff behind him the 10x rule good book if you want to know it yeah great great rule but yeah i think that's the thing is like a lot of times too if you're kind of an interesting thing is like if you are feeling a little bit dead kind of in the technician role you can kind of jump into that entrepreneur mindset of saying like okay well the work that i'm doing every day how can i compound that effort you know is there a way where i can get you know 10 times the results for what I'm doing for one thing I'm doing or like uh, what we just talked about with the 80 20 rule. Is there one thing I'm doing in my technical role that is providing me 80% of my income? You know, well, I'm just going to only do that. If you look at the 80 20 rule episode that came out a couple weeks ago, which was episode 196, the 80 20 rule, how to make more work less and get rid of bad clients. If you look at that conversation through the lens of this conversation, they actually don't go together because Sometimes, even if 80% of your income is coming from 20% of your work and you, and you cut your business down to where you're only doing that 20% that brings in 80% of the income and you scale that up, you might find yourself being miserable because that, that 20% doesn't, doesn't fill you up creatively. It only drains you. So, well, I, I just want to, say, I want to mention that because again, this is not black or white. Both things can be true. You need to 80-20 your business and your life. But you also have to look at what creative inputs, what fills you up, what drains you, how much you have to give and take. So like, again, this is why business is so complex. That's why there's a million business podcasts. That's why we have 200 episodes almost on this podcast and we will never run out of content. Even if we struggle some days to find good content for this podcast, we will never run out because it is so complex and there are so many variables and it's so different from person to person. And just because one piece of advice works for some person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. That's why I've never really said that social media has been a big part of my life. We're testing TikTok. We're on TikTok, you know, over 10,000, 13,000 followers on TikTok or whatever it is. But I still don't believe in social media as a whole because that's just something that I have not bought into personally. But for some people, that's their sole business. So I'm just saying this to say it's complex and you've got to find a way to to make things work for you individually and not look left and right in order to make your decisions, but find what works for you and this all comes back to creative inputs, dirty fuel, and the other things we've been talking about today. Yeah, I think ultimately, like, you know, and we talked about life design a little bit before. Lifestyle design, yeah. In episode, episode 196, we talked about that. Yeah, it's like, believe it or not, like, you can have the life that you would like. It's not, I mean, there, everybody's able to do that. So if you're able to kind of work backwards from that and figure out what is your day going to look like, a lot of times you'll figure out that you're kind of just out of balance right now. And there's a lot of stuff that you're doing right now that you may not, you shouldn't be doing. But also like in uh, any business, there's going to be times that you have to do something before you can get help to do it. 
you have to figure out how to do it yourself before you can instruct somebody else how to do it your way. This is unfortunately another gray area, not black, not white. There are certain times in your life where you have to be out of balance in order to get to a state of balance. So for example, back in those days where I was producing bands 12 hours a day and I wanted to fall asleep and take a nap and I hated my life at a certain point, especially when I was living in Alabama, sometimes you have to get to those like periods of, of imbalance and hustle in order to get to the other side or the next level that you want to get. So many people, they listen to gurus or especially like the kind of spiritual guru, like manifest it, make it happen. If you say it, it you know, like that kind of stuff, which there's some truth to that, but we're not going to get into that. I don't know, but keep going. Oh, we can talk about that if you want. <laughs> I'll argue with it a little bit. It's, it's the visualization plus action. Most people just want to stop at the visualization. That's, that's my two second spiel. But they, they look at these things and they say, I want to have the perfect balanced life. I want to have like this. I want to have this. I want to have this. I want to have the family. I want to have the, the house. I want to have the cars. I want to have the lifestyle design, right? But I want to work uh, five hours a week, four hours a week, the four hour work week from Tim Ferriss. And they don't realize that Tim Ferriss doesn't work four hours a week. <laughs> he set his business up so that it can work four hours a week. And that took a lot of work, many, many hours to build a business to that point. So that then he has free time to go do what he actually wants to do. And that's, that's the period of imbalance where you have a lot of dirty fuel. You're running dry constantly in order to be able to set yourself up for the actual life you want in the future. And then to add one more confusing level to this, because if I haven't confused enough people on our podcast enough at this point, I'm going to say some people never get out of that. <laughs> and they continuously do that until they run themselves into the ground, which might be Mark's problem right now hey! is that he never gets out of those modes. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. If you give me, um, I, and I think this is a main thing going on for me is like just being personal. If I know that like a, uh, a work period that I'm in, I have a set date of like, okay, it's all, you know, we're working our asses off for this deadline. That's easy. But when you don't have a set deadline and a set goal for a specific time and an action plan to get to this specific place, when it seems unending, that's where you start getting really tired. And that's where I've been at because we've had to just like, you know, do things a little bit different. I had to, I had to figure out some stuff that I didn't plan on figuring out within my business. And like, yeah, it's taken a little bit longer than I initially planned. And that's okay. And that goes, goes back to where I was talking about setting policies in your business or, or setting expectations with clients a bit more to where you have these sorts of deadlines or boundaries in place. An example is my, my wife's going through this right now. She's in a super hectic, busy period of her business right now. She's a freelancer herself and she has a project right now that happens four times a year with one of her clients. It is like crunch mode when she's doing these specific uh, quarterly projects with this client. And so for her right now, I have to give her like space and time and grace that she's going to work past normal work hours and she's going to work on weekends for just a short amount of time, but it's a set amount of time. So I've, I've gone through this myself when I'm working on a big project or some big thing where I might have times where I'm working nights or weekends. It's rare that it happens, but it does happen. But there has to be like a deadline of like, past this point, we can move forward. What gets dangerous is when that's the norm. And that's when relationships can take its toll and people start drifting apart in marriage or friendships. When you start making that sort of lifestyle the norm, so yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing is like, it's okay to have this in seasons, but me and my wife, we call it seasons where it's like, all right, I'm going to have a, a short season of, of having to work nights and weekends. Cause I got to get this thing done in a certain amount of time. So yeah, those are my thoughts there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. As long as you have an understanding of when a crunch time is going to end, then it's a crunch time. It's not crunch. I'll wrap this episode up, finishing this off for some, some words of inspiration for uh, not just Christopher who posted in our community, this wonderful post that's gotten some good engagement. 
Again, you can get to our community by going to sixfigurecreative.com slash community. But also some words of, of uh, encouragement to my buddy Mark here, who's in a period of burnout. <laughs> <laughs> and is incapable of doing anything at a high level. Like this is Mark at 1%, by the way. Wait till he gets to 100%, y'all. You're going through a tough season right now, my dude. You will eventually see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yet you need to take time to rest yourself, get back to a period of equilibrium, and don't be too hard on yourself for going through the season right now where you feel like you're maybe out of balance. You will eventually get to the other side, no matter how bad you feel right now, my dude. And I believe in you. And I know you're going to do good things. Love you to bits, bud. That goes for you and anyone listening right now. 